0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You have your host, Ryan McCarthy. And today we are joined by Scott Andrews. Scott is a mentor. He helps people master their mind, body, spirit, and business. He's also the CEO of the Conscious Entrepreneur Group. He's also the host of an up and coming podcast, Make Men Great Again. And well, within this episode, we dive deep into overcoming limiting beliefs, beating drug addiction, making men great again business and mindset for success and so much more we're going a big deep dive on his story his journey and we really break down a lot of the value that he has and all the wisdom that he wants to share in today's episode so there is a lot of gems within here so i'm really keen for everyone to dive in today's episode in other news if you could please leave this podcast a rating it means so much in terms of helping this podcast grow and reaching a larger audience if you could also share it with a friend or family member that means a lot too but Without further ado, let's welcome Scott.
1: Thank you. Thank you. The marathon continues. Victory lap tonight, though. Victory lap tonight. though. Yeah, Victory yeah, yeah. to tonight. One Talk Podcast with the marathon continues, that's
0: what
1: you would say. Welcome Scott, how are you man? Good brother. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Thanks for making the trip down from it yeah. wasn't too bad. An hour did start terrain and as I as I just shared, I did make the wrong turn and had to go up and back and but uh yeah, all good.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love driving too because I work up the coast, but I love driving because one, it's like <laughs> the time for solitude. Then you also get to like listen to books, podcasts, music, and it's really that time where you get just a, com- a complete hour or more just to yourself. Hey,
1: it's funny that you said solitude because I literally just did a story <laughs> in the car on the way here. Uh, maybe you saw the story and it primed you to say that, but um, yeah, I, I love my wife, love my daughter, but you know it's nice as a man um, to get that solitude, and I think it's so important. And so the car's a great way. Like I work from home every like. Our home is like a bit of a sanctuary. We've got a lot of stuff happening at home. So I do really enjoy leaving the house sometimes and especially just hopping in the car. And I mean, normally it's nice up here because it's normally sun shining. So that's even better (laughs) And you start, you know, getting the vibes going with some music. But um, but yeah, it it was...
0: it was nice to get out nice to get out of town yeah because i know like for men like it's so good for men and it's so important for men to be in solitude as well it's like giving you that time during the day to actually sit with your thoughts or to be present with yourself or just to process things or to really step away because i feel like us as men we feel like we have to fix everything around us we have to be involved we're problem solvers solvers. do 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 exactly so then like Having delegated time where you can be by yourself to really process yeah, things is so yeah. important.
1: And I think even just the, the word be is so, like doing is the constant incessant things that men get stuck in. Like whether that's doing stuff for the family, doing stuff for work, doing stuff for yourself to be better. Yeah. But sometimes just being and that's what the solitude kind of gives us in that that just being moment where we're enough as we are in that moment, there's nothing that we need to do. No one that we need to be. We're just 110% ourselves. And that's for our nervous system. So um, whether you're a man or a woman, but especially for men who have that more so like incessant, yeah. you know, doing energy. Um, it's so healing. Yeah. So add some music in there and, or, or a book or something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. I do, do other things like uh, I do some. I do grounding every day, or I do the ice bath, or I meditate every day. Mm. So I do do other things. I find my daughter will normally wake up at like anywhere. Well, it just depends, but generally anywhere between five and seven. Yeah. Usually around the five thirty mark, hopefully, which means I'll normally get up and do all my stuff mm. to send to myself at the start of the day before I then have to be a have to be someone like the father or the business leader or the husband or all those other labels
0: yeah it's so important because like you said as being a father having the business um, being a husband and yeah. probably working with people networking friends and family like there's so many areas of your life where you have mm. to be a leader yes so if you don't look after you first how are you yeah. going to lead all these other areas of well, your you, life
1: you can't um, pour from an empty cup and yeah. it took me a long time as you probably when I sent you some you know like you said hey want to give us a bit of details on yourself like yeah, that took me a very long time to learn because I was just like, crush, kill, destroy, win, win. And yeah. it's like you can only do that um, for so long before your nervous system just says, Stop. am I allowed to swear? Yeah, of course. Go <laughs> fuck no. It. Yeah. Like, I, like, we're not doing this anymore. 20, 30 fucking years yeah. of going ham, like revving the engine at 10,000 RPM. Like, <laughs> dude, enough is a fucking enough. So... I learned that the hard way which is why I'm doing a lot of um healing over the last kind of 12 months with specifically with my nervous system and my gut health and all the things that revving the engine at 10,000 rpm and yeah. just fucking smashing your adrenal glands will uh will <laughs> you know not exactly thank you for after 30. Yeah. 37 years because
0: a lot of men they think to be able to overcome something or to shift through something they have to do 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 you gotta do more rather than just being like you said before like the importance of actually having the both as well because you have
1: to do and take
0: the action yeah you also have to sit in solitude and have the being as well
1: a great 100 percent. i love what you said there and i think something that something i tell people a lot and remind myself a lot as well is what gets you to third doesn't get you to second. What Mm. gets you to second doesn't get you to first. So in my early years, 20 to 30, I had a lot of – I was a lot of failures, but a lot of success doing lots of different things as well. But it was um, uh, like external success. Internally was suffering, you know what I mean? And it was fleeting because it was always external stuff. And then – so that's the third, right? Getting some external success, some external Mm. validation, and then, okay, well, I want to get – like. The next stage, okay, cool. The next stage, um, you know, gets you to second. But now I'm finding it's really about working smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you can't do that when you're revving the engine at 10,000 RPM. Because when you're flying down the highway of life Mm -hmm. at 300 Ks an hour, right, which is what I was, and a lot of men who are probably watching this are right now, um, you can't see the signs that are on the side of the road. Like, hey, dude, go this way. Yeah Slow the fuck down And you're actually Going to get there With less effort More ease And you're still Going to get to the same place There's a little Cheat code this way But when we're driving At a thousand miles an hour We don't see that And it, and it, to be honest It feels fucking good To be driving a Ferrari At 350 k's an hour. Like I love yeah. that I used to love that part of me That was just like Rah Let's fucking go Let's fucking You know And that's You see your Jocko Wilkinix And you see yeah. your David Goggins mm. I've ran marathons I've done triathlons I've been that guy yeah. I don't really think that's, for me and for a lot of people, a sustainable, fulfilling, healthy way. If you want to have health, wealth, and relationships, um, and that's just my personal opinion, some might differ, but I've found a lot more success, um, grounded success in all, all areas in the last you know couple of years by really, and we were just talking about that Gene Jean, Jean Keys book, yeah. by using... Um, to understanding more of my human design, understanding my gifts, not trying to be best at everything, which is what my mind, my ego wants me to be. Like anything that I wasn't good at, instead yeah. of just outsourcing that to other people in my team or or just really focusing my strengths, I would be constantly just trying to prove that I could do everything to myself yeah. at, at my own energetic expense. Mm. Um, I relate to that. And that, that, that's, that's what got you the second, in my opinion. Yeah. What you see the true masters of... Um, wealth and 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 growth, and these guys know that it's um, leveraging time, not leveraging the amount of it's not the amount of actions you do in the day, it's the amount of um, units of output that come from the decisions that you make. And sometimes, you know, it, we like to rev the engines, while well, winning doesn't always mean that you're revving the engines at a thousand miles an hour. And that took me a yeah. a long time to to learn. So. Because I know like if you go 300
0: kilometers an hour consistently, you're so tunnel visioned to staying on yeah, track yeah. that you forget like the signs, like you said, you forget like maybe the car coming up next to you, you forget the lights,
1: you forget maybe the kangaroo you forget your the road. kid at the kindergarten <laughs> you're supposed to pick up, you forget your wife, you know, you forget even yourself, self-abandonment, you forget, hey, what do I like to do? Am I just doing this for money? Am I just doing this for ego? Or is my spirit, my soul... The real trueness of who I am is it feeling alive? Is it am I nourishing, um, you know, the things that I really want to do? And sometimes we we you know we want we were winning and we made our business grow, we made our podcast grow, and then it's not that fun anymore. And it's like, okay, cool. How can we bring the fun back? Because that's something you can do for a long time. And you know, it's it's, it's you've got here that it's the marathon continues. Well, life's a marathon; it's not a sprint. And so, um, a lot of motherfuckers sprinting out there yeah. instead of realizing that life is the marathon, and you need to sometimes stop and hydrate at the at the using a bit of marathon metaphor here, <laughs> uh, stop and hydrate yeah. at the at the drink station. Sometimes you get a fucking cramp, and you need to stay, and you need to not push yourself through that cramp, but stop, walk, not quit. We're not yeah. going to quit, but we're going to just honor and give ourselves permission to just take a break sometimes and not feel afraid that um that that makes us weak or that 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 we might quit and just trusting ourselves.
0: It's like another thing that I can think of is like get Usain Bolt, then also get David Goggins. I'm gonna use David Goggins, he's probably the most famous generalized name for marathon running. So get Usain Bolt and David Goggins and say, all right, both of you run the marathon, let's see who wins. It's gonna be exciting seeing Usain Bolt sprint for the first maybe five hundred meters. When it comes to the last stretch, you're going to see Goggins run over that line first.
1: Yeah, yeah. And even, I mean, Goggins is a perfect example. I mean, I loved reading his book. When I ran a marathon a couple of years ago, I was listening to his book on audio while I was running. Yeah. Um, and so big inspiration, but I wouldn't want the guy's life. He's covered in stress yeah. fractures. He was hospitalized multiple times and he's been divorced. He's, mm. he's had, because of his like intense attitude- He's had a lot of pain from that, even after all the shit. You know, most people have read his book, but um, I look at the guy's life and I think I don't want your life. You know, we need to make sure that as people who are on our growth journey, that we can take pieces from people and get take inspiration. But at the end of the day we need to, the only person who should be telling us what we should do out with our life is really when we get into that solitude yeah. and we connect in with the trueness of who we are, that more spiritual side, and get that guidance from our higher self. Or, you know, if you're religious, God, or if you're not religious, you know, the universe, however you want to say it. And maybe if you've got nothing connected to that, like this sounds super woo-woo right now, then, you know, that's that level two for you, in my belief. I yeah. you know, that that's the thing that goes from third to second is, you know, not just the mind, not just the body, but also the, the, the spirit.
0: Yeah. Because I know like we, like a lot of people know the whole concept around adopting other people's beliefs. Yes. But I think it goes the same with adopting other people's goals. Because when uh, you walk 300 kilometers an hour and you get so tunnel visioned, you start taking on goals that may not even be yours. Then yeah. you may realize six months down the road why you're not feeling fulfilled and why this thing is draining you. It's like, because you probably are adopting the other people's goals as well.
1: Yeah, and I, I, totally. And <laughs> yeah. that's exactly the point that I was trying to make before. And I think another thing that p- people do, I'm going to say people, I'm just literally thinking of myself a couple <laughs> of years ago, is um, we think that we need to do A in order to get to B. Mm. So as an example, um, from like a personal experience or personal story for myself, is like I was feeling um, not very like masculine. I struggled with masculinity a lot. Uh, it was like more, I probably externally did have lots of masculine traits, but I just had lots of wounds with my father and that was what's making me feel that way. So in hindsight, but whatever, that was the experience I was having at the time is that I didn't feel that way. And I thought I need to be more courageous. I need to do this. I need to do that. And so like, cause, cause I thought that would help me in the business endeavors that I was doing at the time. Mm. Cause I felt really anxious and really nervous and afraid. So I thought I'm going to go out and I'm going to do some motherfucking hard shit. So I started doing triathlon and I got so obsessed with it. But like that was my A in order to do B. In, in the end, that actually took sucked up all of my time, all of my energy. And I was at the top of a mountain in, you know, freezing my fucking balls off. My beard was frozen. I'm on a four-hour ride. Yeah. And I am I literally was just about to cry at the top of this mountain thinking I've still got to ride. I think it was like two and a half hours out and two and a half hours back. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking... Like, I don't want to be here. Like, why, why did I think that this was a good idea? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And, and in concern. that moment, I had that realization of, I thought this would get me that. Yeah. I thought that I had to prove to myself that I could be tough. In reality, I just needed to slow down doing the business stuff and really hold space for myself as my emotions, as my fears kind of came up we're all like whether you're starting a podcast whether it's a business maybe even if it's a new relationship mm. anything that we do that's new is going to be uncomfortable because our you know reptilian brain loves uh loves the certainty loves yeah. that wants to know exactly how everything's going to work out safety safety right mm. and so sometimes yes we're using on people's goals and then we find out oh fuck this isn't as fulfilling my thought Or well, sometimes we do things in order to like we do the A in order to get to B. Sometimes we just need to, and that's the that's that's why it's so much smarter when you slow down, is because you can see your egos or your um your logical mind's way of like um trying to orchestrate things. Mm. But when you're slow down, is you if if you I'm not sure whether you're spiritual or not, but what I find if I slow down when my wife and I we work together in our in our company when we're planning our year, we sit down and. I'll close my eyes and I'll take a few deep breaths and I'll do a 60 minute meeting with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And she's just asking me questions because I've, and I'm just channeling the answers. I'm not writing them down. Yeah. I'm not trying to logically think of what would be. When I do that, it's all based off what I think Scott, who's 37 or nearly 37 years old, when I do it from my um, intuition, mm. I don't understand where this information is coming from necessarily from a higher consciousness that knows more than I do. And all I can tell you is that crazy, amazing things have happened. Um, Things that I, you know, didn't make sense at the time. But um, so, yeah, I think the solitude and slowing down is, is so important so that we can discern, is this really my goal? Or am I just copying um nipsey (laughs) hustle is this because because i want to feel cool and i want to feel strong and he holds certain characteristics that i want to feel what would my heart really want to do well my heart doesn't want to be a rapper my heart wants to be um i don't know do whatever Mm. um or in the other case what was it the um not the goals but the eight. you know do i am i do i really need to go and become a like National champion triathlete Like I was trying to become Or could I just channel that same And so that was the, I forgot to say the bit That was the thing that came At the top of the mountain I thought if I channeled The amount of money That I've spent on This triathlon Over the last two years yes. And the amount of energy I'm spending training 15 hours a week And like two You know Balls to walls type training yeah. If I channeled 15 hours And the 40 grand That I've spent In the last two years On triathlon Towards business Don't I And for, for the last years Wouldn't I have been More successful than I am now It's yeah. like <laughs> Duh I'm not sure if you had moments like that in your life where after the fact you have these epiphanies of like why the fuck did I do it that way when I could have just done it this way.
0: Yeah because like I I sit there and I think to myself wasn't I thinking when I was doing that like it's the first question I ask myself because in the moment it seems so like logical and makes so much sense but I'm like why did me two months ago six months ago think a different way. I think, you know, just the wisdom comes from the experience of life yeah. by doing the thing. And then you learn the wisdom to be like, cool, that's not the way. Then you need to sit in solitude more. Yes, so yes. The one thing I do now that I relate a lot to you with was when you said you like to take a couple of deep breaths and sit yes. with your thoughts and be. One thing I do, I usually put my yoga mat down and put theta brainwave, um, um, like um, theta brainwave binaural beats on i like Mm -hmm. to sit there and just let force come to me for about an hour that's one thing i do and once i started doing that i see things come to me a lot more easier but the best
1: ideas too it's so (laughs) because the ideas i mean my belief system is that you're you're not coming up with them that you're actually channeling them Hmm. that's my belief system um and totally like obviously binaural beats you're getting your brainwaves into a space that is more coherent with your heart and, you know, then you're really accessing, I'm not sure if you've heard this, but um, I think the brain can, there's obviously millions of bits of data constantly going on around us, right? And the brain can only, you know, filter in, I think it's a reticular activation system or the yeah. RAS can only filter in one to 3%. So there's, Millions of bits of data. That's why when you, if the listeners have ever lost your sunglasses and they're on your head, yeah. or you're looking for the keys and you're in your hand, That's your phones in your hand, you're looking for that's it. that's yeah. the reticular activation system that is completely blocking out and filtering what it thinks is important in that moment. And so, um, to give context to this as well, like dogs can hear um, uh, dogs can hear sounds that we can't hear right Mm. does that mean the sounds aren't there same thing dogs see black and white we see color is that right dogs see black and white we see color does that mean for the dogs that the color isn't there Mm. so what my belief system is and the reason I'm giving context to that is that when you when you look through the spiritual lens there's information that we can access um through um Out in the universe, and it's connected to everything—a higher consciousness. And that when we close our eyes, one of our five five senses, and especially put some binaural beats in, where we're now really um, getting into the right brain waves, it's so much easier to expand our consciousness from one to three percent to ten percent to twenty percent to thirty percent. I mean, if you throw in some uh, other plant medicines, you know, you can really blow that consciousness out the water. We can talk about that later if you want. Um, But yeah. I mean it's that it, to me is the that's what's at the first like it's the smartest fastest easiest way when I've like used to build my businesses and things like that I was so logical and I would sit there and I would in my in your mind you you'd compare and you'd go well I could do it this way I could do it this way I could do it this way whereas as you, when you drop in I'm sure that you're just lying there and you're allowing you're surrendering allowing the things to come to you and through you rather yeah. than Trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Figuring it all out is of the mind. Mm. Underneath the figuring it out, it's like if I don't figure it out, there's a problem. Yeah, And so that's actually coming from a place of fear rather than when you lie in the, 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 the mat. It's coming from a place of faith. Yeah. I'm having faith that if I lie here and do fuck all and I'm just being, yeah. that information is going to come for me, through me, to me, and, um, and you obviously continue to do it because it gets yeah. results. So for anyone who's like watching this going, man, this guy's fucking rambling on about some full-on spiritual shit um, and it's far away from where they're at right now, Mm. do it yourself. Try it out. Try the binaural beats. Close your eyes. Do some deep breaths. And do it a few times. Don't just do it once and go, that's bullshit. Like that's just fucking lazy, right? I do it, Don't go to the gym and you didn't get Arnie Schwarzenegger yeah, exactly. arms the first gun. This doesn't work. Yeah. doesn't work for me. Yeah,
0: I was about to say that I'd like to hear your perspective on how you drop into meditation because I know a lot of people, and even myself in the past, when I first started doing meditation... I used to sit there and I used to be frustrated that I couldn't meditate. Yeah, I used to be like, for fuck's sake, this doesn't work. And I'd always give up after five minutes. But then once I found different practices for ways for me to drop yeah. in, one thing for me that really helped was breath work. Yeah. So if I really do like a deep breathing session for maybe two to ten minutes, mm. it really helps the mind just drop into being present, allowing things to come and switching off that thinking, doing, going brain. What really helped you go from if you ever had those moments mm-hmm. where your brain wouldn't switch off, to then really accept and drop into a meditation.
1: Yeah, so like most people, I mean, as you've probably noticed by me speaking the last ten minutes, my brain works at a million miles an hour. Um, I'm ADHD, um, you know, diagnosed you know more later in life. Um, so yeah, I struggled a lot. That's why I'm so passionate about the work that I do. I've been, I mean, I saw a, um, I was clinically depressed at at like. 13 and was doing drugs like 12 13 14 years old so um you know to give context yeah when i started meditating yeah it was like a laser fight in my head you know just whoa because this is all the stuff that i've been avoiding and it's been building up mm. so yeah it was uncomfortable i struggled with it but i started doing i mean i started psychology like doing ...therapy when I was like 14, 15... Um, ...and then I was reading like maybe... ...I probably didn't do anything... ...I just did a shit ton of drugs... ...from from that point on till maybe 20s... ...and I only started really reading a couple of books in my early 20s... ...then about subconscious mind... ...but about 27 is when I started... ...actually the last 10 years... ...when I started actually doing things like meditation... ...so I was a little bit older than maybe some people when I started... Um, but yeah, I mean, the reason for that is I actually was paying people. Like, yeah. I had coaches by that stage. I started with like mm-hmm. a Tony Robbins thing, yeah. and then I, I actually had a meditation teacher, and so yeah, I f- I found it really helpful to have someone to just say, "Hey, my mind's racing. Is this normal? Yeah. Is this this?" When I find if people are doing doing it by yourself, you kind of talk yourself out of it a little yeah. bit, thinking that maybe you're doing it wrong, and then you just don't do it.
0: Yeah, he's looking for confirmation, I and mean, when you don't find it, yeah
1: exactly like you want to know that you're not wasting your time so but yeah for me it was uncomfortable the first few times i did it um i don't like to quit Mm. i'm not like someone i used to call myself the comeback kid when i was a kid i played a lot of sports so um i would just sit there and do it of course i avoided it i would stop a month and then do it again but then i was always had such a massive vision Mm. and passion for business i worked for myself on and off, or pretty much the whole time, since about seventeen. Oh, sorry, about uh, 20, 21. Um, so I was had tons of anxiety and tons of stress because my you know, financial situation was up and down and all around. Um, so yeah, meditation. I I didn't do it just because I wanted to like from a oh yeah I just want to expand my conscious. Like I did it because yeah. I'm like I'm dying. I'm mm-hmm. drowning. Like. I'm suffering, and if I can't do these dials today to make sales, if I don't do something from my mind, yeah. but um, yeah, to answer your question, it wasn't easy, but I just stuck with it. Mm. I, I got off it. I fell off a few times, got back on, but it wasn't until I had like a teacher that helped me, mm. and that's when I really kind of started to, um, dial it in and, and, and make it like a, a, a habit.
0: Yeah, it really does help when you're not doing it by yourself. Because what really helped me was going to like events and retreats. Yeah. And by doing that, would then enable me to do it by myself as yes. well. So, yes. Doing it around other people, having a mentor is so important. Yeah. 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 I'd like to, if you don't mind, I'd like you to touch a bit back on your past a bit. Yes. Because I feel like I relate to a lot I didn't know about the drug yeah. addiction part. Because yeah. yeah. myself, I got I got addicted to drugs at age eleven. Yeah. Now I saw that you also got kicked out of school. I also got kicked out of school. Yeah. So I think we may be able to share some yeah. know, experience and wisdom here for yeah. people who may have something similar in their life. Yeah, yeah. But can you just talk to me a bit about those times about when you first got addicted to drugs or when you started using more mm-hmm. so and like what was the challenges that you're facing and then what was the journey going through that?
1: Yeah, so great question. So i was i just struggled to understand people Hmm. i haven't been diagnosed but i'm pretty confident i'm high functioning autism as well so that usually creates a lot of separateness Mm -hmm. and a lot of like really being stuck in your head um and not really knowing social cues and like i really just had no fucking idea how Like, I felt so different. Like, it couldn't even, it was just, like, I knew that I was different. Yeah. And that felt really uncomfortable. And so I tried all of the different things to, like, um, be cool and be accepted and things like that. And in high school, I then got really, I got, like, you know, suicidal, like, you know, kind of clinically depressed, not coping very well. And I just basically found a whole bunch of other misfits. To kind of hang out with, I was like in this yeah. gang. We were like, you know, my friends were like stealing cars, robbing houses, um, and I was really afraid of doing drugs, like because my I come from like a Christian family and um like, but my friends kind of um said, oh look, it's really good. <laughs> and anyway, long story short, fourteen, I um I started, I took my first um like ecstasy. Mm. Had the fucking best time of my life, yeah. and you know these are. I mean, I had my own a lot of internal problems, but in my external life, sure, maybe my mum could have been more nurturing. Mm. Yeah, my dad was a bit aggressive towards me; would would um, would be more verbally abusive. Yeah. Um, but you know, he never bashed me. Mm. Like my friends at the time, they had gone through tragic things, like parents dying, suicides. Um, like, it's real. I mean, just out of respect for them, I won't share their stuff. But in comparison, a lot of, you know, they'd gone through a lot of shit. And so you've got all of these misfits, you throw ecstasy in there, which they're now using MDMA to help with marriages and with therapy because it allows you to drop out of your head, chemically, but drop out of your head and open up your heart and have... Deep intimacy and connection. So you've got these rough, tough guys that are... I mean, I wasn't the type of person that was um, violent, but, you know, some violent people as well. Getting on XC, we were hugging each other. We were... Any beefs that had been happening in the friendship, I was like the runt of the group. I was the youngest and, the skinny, like, the skinniest. Mm. And um, some of my friends were also older, like three, four years older. Like, they were driving cars and stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, just... It was to be... I mean, not to glorify drugs because obviously there's a lot of damaging stuff that happened from that as well but initially to understand the context of why i got addicted well kidney his shell feels disconnected from everybody suddenly that sh- that almost like i had been looking through a glass window at life and seeing everyone on the other side that glass window vanished
0: yeah
1: i'm now bonding connecting feeling safe i couldn't look people in the eyes um and we're all connecting And they're apologising For being assholes To me sometimes There was two guys You know That were a bit um, That were kind of Apparently trying to push me To get out of my shell yeah. But that meant Basically just You know Shaming me in front of The other guys Essentially yeah. um, But then yeah That Then the ecstasy Turned into ice And speed Back before ice Was like a, a known yeah. Fucking crazy drug At 15 I started doing ice And we were Selling my guitar And going to cash converters um, but yeah, you know, the, the, that journey from 14 to kind of, um, I guess when I was properly like that went from like every weekend to then when I was probably, I think about 18, I was dealing, that was like my, um, you know, work and business at the time, my, yeah. <laughs> my first big business, <laughs> um, um. I had a business partner, I had uh, a bunch of employees and, you know, that's what I was doing full-time for a while there with a bit of a cover job working as a concrete a couple of days here and there. Yeah. But I was doing it every day then, smoking smoking speed, yeah. doing like fucking 10, 20 pills on the weekend, mm. quarter of Coke, like really going ham on it, um, doing steroids. So that was like just a concoction for, you know, initially coming out of my shell but yeah. then getting super depressed and my spiritual side knowing, dude, like, and the people I was hanging out with, like, some of them, some of them are nice, but some of them were very, yeah. we'll just call them low vibe, just dark, yeah. dark motherfuckers. Like, we were sitting up at night and, you know, playing Uno and just smoke, passing the pipe around type thing, yeah. sitting in garages, like, just real low, just fucking terrible shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I, I basically uh, had an epiphany one night. I was literally sleeping on the couch. Ten other people around me. I'd just been smoking speed, but I'd been doing it for so long it didn't have the same effect on me anymore. So I'm sleeping, yeah. And I woke up and just after having this vision, and I just got a piece of paper and I was like, "What is he doing?" And I wrote down this like speech to myself. It was almost like my higher self came through. Oh, wow. And I woke and I wrote and it was some it was basically was saying t- to me like, um, all this fucking crazy shit. I was actually gonna bring it. I, I still have the written note. That's epic. Um it was on like a piece of paper, ripped piece of paper with a pattern pen, like three in the morning after just waking up. And it was something along the lines of like just basically saying that I was destined for more and to open up my mind and this was the key was this thing and like, some kind of crazy shit. Yeah. And I basically, after that, just quit drugs, mm. quit dealing, went and worked in a factory. Like, I was making, you know, five, ten grand a weekend at that yeah. point. And then went and just worked a 12-hour-a-day job after that. Stopped mm. seeing my friends. Like, did a full transformation from that wake-up and from that note. Yeah, well. Um, and that then led me to become kind of a, a personal trainer. But so, you know, again... To answer your question, the addiction started from that not feeling enough and feeling disconnected. Mm-hmm. Gave me that connection and confidence. Helped me come out of my shell. But then the addiction. You know, I was depressed. I literally cried to my friend at the time and my business partner and said, "Look, I'm fucked. Yeah. I'm so cooked. Like, <laughs> and I don't like my. I don't like who I am. I'm ashamed of myself. Like the person that I've become." No, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. Don't be a <laughs> pussy. And I was like, dude, I'm fucking fucked. Like okay. you've got no idea. Like right? I'm so depressed. I hate myself. I'm going nowhere in my life, mm. and I'm stopping. You can come with me if you want, or but I'm not coming here anymore. Yeah, I'm like, not. I'm not going to deal anymore. I can give you the connect. I don't want anything. Mm. I'm out. Yeah. So, and then I was out, and then you know, six. I saved up for a personal training course. Six months later, I moved to Melbourne. And that's when my life changed. I think even I was working with the concrete at the time and he said, what are you going to do? You're going to leave us, become some personal trainer. Yeah. You can make 16 bucks an hour cash <laughs> here if you keep, if you stay with us. Yeah. You know, you can hang out with the other guy that was shooting up with me in the, in the car next to me every day at work. So mm. I was a year later I went back and I said, I'm making 70 bucks an hour now. Like, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Jeremy. That's yeah. awesome.
0: Because like, I relate with that a lot from my own story and journey as well. But like... There's, I've got a few questions to yeah, break down it. from that. But the first one is when you had that epiphany come through, you said you grew up in a Christian family. So yes. in that initial moment, did you believe it was God coming to you or did you just, when you you aware of what it was? Like, what I was- didn't,
1: I was very anti-God. Obviously I'm speaking very spiritual and like that now, but that's only been recent, yeah. the last couple of years. Um I didn't like the church. I didn't like that whole thing because it probably represented my father and I didn't have a good relationship with my father. I hated him. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't – no, I didn't think it was God, but I did bypass that label mm. and kind of had a knowing that it was a vision and it was a, like a higher something – you know, it's I, probably only up until recently have I used the word God or universe or spirit. You know, those things were really um, all connected to religion for me. And um, whilst I think religion can be a good thing, I also... Um, Sometimes think it can be a damaging thing, and when I grew up i didn't like the whole sit up stand up do i't'm yeah. not I'm like a, a bit of a rebel yeah. so i don't like to be told what to do yeah. um, as you can see <laughs> with my life um, so yeah no I I, I I thought that it was i didn't really care at the time it felt so fucking powerful, mm. and it just was so clear yeah. it was so i can't explain how clear that it was it was like. This is exactly what you need to do. And I was in a moment of despair. And I think that's like if anyone's struggling right now, they're in pain. Like, my belief is that pain isn't bad. Mm. That pain, when you're out there crushing it, bop, 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 you're not as spiritual. If you don't feel like you need it, when do you? When even if you're not religious or not spiritual, when do you fucking pray? When you're like, I swear, God, I'll swear, I'll never, I'll never do drugs again. You just make sure I don't go to jail or, or hey, like you know, anything, any times anything wrong. So pain brings us. Pain is not here to hurt us. It's here to help us. Mm. The pain of me being depressed made me open to receiving that download. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what pain's purpose is. It's when we're out of alignment of who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do pain um makes us get out of our head come back into our heart where we're more open to those um you know uh that high consciousness and we're because at that point we're like i'm just i'll be i'm open to anything right now just just get me out of this pain and that's where people you know you hear about people who have hit rock bottom like i did at that point and then they just change their life overnight Mm. because it's like you're ready
0: Yeah, that's what happened to me. But before I get into that, um, one thing I want to talk about, especially around the pain thing and how it has a purpose, what I do is pain plus reflection equals progress. Mm. That's what I feel like. So if I feel pain in my life, if I feel pain in some certain area or Mm. maybe around some certain experience, I'm like, cool, I need to reflect on why that happened, how it happened, and just really observe the situation or the feeling in itself. Mm. And I feel like progress comes from that
1: really reflecting on the pain. Mm, 100%. Yeah. Yeah and it took it took me a long time to realize that cuz so i just i'd felt so much pain when i was younger i just did not like i just wanted i was one of those people that was hyper positive yeah i just like just turned a blind eye to anything that was negative negative. and you know now as i've become kind of more wise and more grounded in myself i'm like i can hold space for pain i can hold space for darkness i can hold space for that and realize You know that there sometimes is a purpose to this, and there's duality to everything. There's night and there's day, and there's pain and there's pleasure, and there's and you know if you want to really expand in your life, I think you need to be open to the full experience of life as a as a human or as a spirit, a spirit who's having a human experience. Um, Otherwise, we block ourselves from certain expansion and growth because yeah, growing your business does sometimes mean some pain. It means letting go of the old self sometimes. Getting married or having a child does mean some pain. Mm. But in that pain, it it invites us Mm. to grow. And that's what I think life is all about. It's about, in your word, progression. Mm. And pain can be a fantastic way to realign us to what our deepest values are when our ego and our mind has been revving the engines and taking us to where it thinks that we need to go in order to feel loved, in order to feel like enough based off our past traumas or based off the idols that we see. And we think, oh, we could put, if I have what they have, then I'll be able to maybe feel what I think that they're feeling.
0: Yeah. What do you feel like overcoming those challenges, overcoming drug addiction and taking the next steps in life? Like what were some of the key maybe characteristics that you took from that lifestyle that really support you in what you do today? I know for me, it's resilience So overcoming drug addiction and sticking to my word and continuing with that and staying consistent with the path I want to be on, i built a lot of resilience from that. Mm. And now that's something that I do reflect on in times where there is pain, I'm like, cool. I know I've got this resilience from what I've overcame in the past and the person that I had to be to overcome Mm. those challenges. Mm. So I definitely still have that within me. So that really helps me in moments where I feel like I need to reflect on. What Mm. characteristics do you feel like you can reflect on that really help you today?
1: It's funny you say that because... The first one that came up might not be something that you or the listeners will think that I'm going to say, but it's actually compassion. Yeah, well. I've been a major fuck up, mm. and now I feel like I live a pretty extra, extra, extraordinary life, Yeah. full of love, full of um, just everything that I could – better than I could possibly dream. Mm. And – but I've also been like that guy, mm that complete fuck up that the family is just like what are we going to do with this motherfucker Mm. like like i've been i've done terrible things Mm. and what that's given me as a character trait is and that's why i'm on the mission that i'm on because i feel like i can like be a bridge for those people as well because i've been the guy that was terrible with women i've been the guy that's been an alcoholic a drug addict i've been the guy that's Everything that every man that's out there that's doing something right now that knows he shouldn't be doing I've probably done it. (laughs) So so like compassion for the fact that that's to not label people for their situation Mm. but to see it as um, a part of them rather than them, if that makes sense. So for me, I knew I've always been a beautiful person. Even when I was an asshole. Yeah. I've always meant well, even when I was a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I've like I've been arrogant, I've been everything under the sun. But that's what I was being on the outside based off the wounds that I had on the inside. Mm. And so I have compassion and I've forgiven myself for those mm-hmm. things. And that really enables me to in my when I was running my coaching programs, which I pause at the moment to really go all in on the podcast. But obviously that's the make men great again movement is realizing that all the people out there that are saying men are toxic or men are this or men are that, you have no fucking idea what men are. Mm-hmm. You have no fucking idea. If you knew how beautiful that most men are, yeah. if you knew how a man would fight for a woman, if you knew what was in a man's heart, you wouldn't treat him like that. You wouldn't speak to him like that. You would, you would nurture the goodness that's inside him, not judge him, not label him. Because when someone labels me, you know what I'm going to do? Fuck you. Yeah. You want me you think I'm an asshole? Like and I'm not saying that's good. Yeah. But what I'm saying is instead of judging what a man is, understand what a man is. Mm. And it's very easy when you understand what a woman is, generally using of course you've got other personality traits, but general basic feminine masculine things, understanding psychology, understanding shadows, understanding the subconscious mind. When you can really truly see people, and not label them and judge them and have compassion for the parts of them that may be in control of their behaviors right now. That's a beautiful space for healing to happen. Um, That's a beautiful space for growth to happen. And for a lot of people who have not not been seen, heard, or understood at any given point in their life, I'm getting emotional even just saying that because that's how I felt. Even though I was fucking up on the outside – I believe that I was the most beautiful person and only if people could see me like that. Mm. Um, it took me to be able to not need anyone to see me like that, to actually have that healing. I mean, also my wife, who's been a phenomenal, just phenomenal person and is on this healing growth journey um, as well, that massively helped me. Yeah. But um, compassion, I would say. Of course, all those other things. But I would say that that's my personality already. That's why I wouldn't use this. I'm, I'm like... The Capricorn, which is usually very driven, very ambitious. The goat that climbs the hill and just yeah. nothing stops them. So, um, I would say I have a lot of natural traits um, of res- of resiliency and those other things. But I probably because I was disconnected to people, and because I was probably arrogant at times mm. as a mask for the insecurities. Yeah. Again, that's what I'm talking about. Someone would say, "Oh, he's arrogant. Why is he arrogant?" Yeah, that's it. Why. Why Why did he need to get 6% body fat and, and get really obsessed with fitness? Why did he need to take drugs? Is he a druggo? No. He's a wounded man mm. who doesn't feel loved and has had a lot of pain in his life. That's who he is. Yeah, And even that's not who he is. That's just an, a time in his life. So I think people need to stop labeling. I think um, people need to start looking at the little boy or the little girl that's inside everyone. Mm. So I believe the biggest gift that I have got from those times... Is to not label people um, and to have compassion for um, the stages of life that people are in. Yeah, and I think that's my superpower.
0: That's good because you can't shame a man to expect him to come better. You can't. No, no, you can't. (laughs) No,
1: no. He's gonna say
0: he's gonna make it's gonna make him worse. Yeah, because I feel like what gets the best out of me and a lot of men that I know is when you compliment them on the things they're doing right or the things that you are an example of what good is. Then yeah, positive the reinforcement exactly. instead of
1: instead instead of what what's the, what's the opposite negative uh, you know punishment. Yeah, positive reinforcement is much more powerful, especially for men. Mm. Men want to feel like they're winning. Yeah, like get over it. Mm. Like, why should men have to feel like they're winning? Why do you need to give a shit? Like, yeah. why is that so hard for you to allow a man to win? And why is that causing such an emotional reaction to you? Yeah, most likely because you have. Unsafe uh, to you with the masculine, yeah, and that comes back to your that person's father wounds or what their mother told them, or da 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 da. Like people need to take responsibility for the projections that they put on other people, mm. and it's easy to project on other people. It's easy to you know cast a stone at someone else when people don't realize that you know you're you're standing in a glass house kind of thing. So, um, yeah.
0: Why do you feel like? When people project, the are unaware that they are projecting their insec- insecurities rather than they believe that they are stamping a righteous belief, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think, I mean, there's many, many reasons, but here's one thing I think that will kind of answer or give context to as well um naturally there's the there's everyone needs significance yeah. right so we can get significance by doing great things we can also get significance by bringing someone else down yeah. so that's one thing but the other thing i would say is that um people feel and um, when you, who you are represents something that someone else would feel afraid to be within themselves mm. that makes them feel unsafe and so they need to push you down or or Project their insecurities onto you. So, does that make sense? So, yeah. another way of saying it is that when somebody judges you, um, that's the prison that they create for themselves.
0: It gives them the significance that they're looking for.
1: It does give them a significance because also there's all these societal. Ways people are really like politically correct, and there's all the tribal mentality that if you if you're not if you're different, then you know that's what gets you kicked out of the tribe. But most, if you want to, if you don't want to be different, like I want to be different to most population. Most people are overweight. Mm. Most people are broke. Most people are unhappy. So I'm okay to take that you're different name now. Yeah. I think it was Alex Samozzi who said that. Mm. Um, so I won't I won't claim it myself. But <laughs> shout out to Alex. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think for most people, it's so uncomfortable to see. Um, if you're in a good place and they're projecting on top of you, it's to bring you down. Yeah. If you're in a bad place, it's um, because they don't feel safe usually. Mm. So um, – and really what makes people feel safe is just whatever whatever normalcy is yeah. because, you know, from a primal perspective, normal equals safe. Mm. Standing out equals that you could get attacked or you could get, you know um, – yeah, you're trying. Everyone's trying to blend in. Unfortunately, blending in with the way that society is, and we won't go into a full-on, uh, you know, yeah. um, uh, conspiracy theory uh, matrix-style conversation. But um, yeah, unfortunately, when a lot of society is a certain way, and that way is a lot of them aren't really um, being fulfilled, mm. that creates really toxic um, thing for anyone else who's different. Yeah. Or trying to make something good of themselves, especially in Australia, tall poppy syndrome. People talk yeah. like online. Like, You've about these Australians; they've got this tall poppy thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I'd love to because that's.
0: A, I love way you just explained that. It made sense, but I want to hear the other side of it now. So the person receiving it, they attach the label to other people, put on to them, and they believe that they, that that is their identity. Yes. And they become in conflicted within themselves and the struggle a lot to understand who they truly are because what love they that. believe of who they are is the labels of other people that I've put onto them without actually identifying who they are and understanding their own values and, and such. So how do you feel like people can understand or connect with their own true identity?
1: Well, I love what you said there. I mm-hmm. love exactly what you said um, because I relate to it a lot because what happens is, especially if you've been a fuck up, mm-hmm. is that you're unconsciously or consciously trying to kind of win your way back into acceptance from people. Yeah. Because you think like, you know you've been a fuck up, that's actually a fact. Mm. But then what happens is people have a hard kind of time mm. not seeing you as your old identity. Yeah. When And so when you, you, you do start to grow and change, they're quick to kind of say, anytime you do anything, it's like, oh, he's still like that. Yeah. So... um. You know, to kind of go back to your question, I think. Um, sorry, I lost my lost my thought process there. Uh, can you just re-say it again?
0: Yeah. So the question was, how can people truly find their own identity rather than the yes. labels of other people? Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: well, for starters, number one, stop hanging out with people who are projecting yeah. the old identity onto you. Mm. So, I mean, I've had to, I've, I've recreated myself many times in my life, and that means. Completely um, leaving friendships, leaving group circles, going out and literally being by myself, yeah. and starting all over again. I did it when I moved from Shepparton to Melbourne at seventeen, mm. by myself, completely built a new life. Then I went back to Melbourne, then I went back to she- Melbourne, so back to Shepparton, recreated my life up there. Back back to Melbourne, recreated my life there. I'm in Noosa now, just moved up here, recreating my life again. So number one, stop hanging out with the people who are projecting their identities onto you. Mm. Number two same thing that we just spoke about earlier you have to send to yourself you have to you have to be away from people mm-hmm. because there's a part of in all of us that wants to be accepted yeah. wants to be liked problem is with family and friends they who are, the longer that someone's known you the more projections they're going to have on you mm-hmm. that's why when you like when you at a you start a new job or you move town you can kind of really step into that new version of you and it's so much easier when you're in the same environment the environment keeps reflecting back to you especially with the people um and because until you actually find that centeredness knowing of who you are which you can only find through through connecting with your spirit which through whether it's breath work whether it's ayahuasca whether it's going out in the jungle for fucking 10 days and just hiking you need to get away from everyone else's energy, everyone else's projections, the looks that they give you, the word, the way that they speak to you. It all tells a story to your nervous system, to your heart, to your mind that paints a picture that then you then wear that mask thinking that's who you are. When you go and you lie down and listen to binaural beats, you go into your breath work, you might have a fleeting like I did when I woke up from that thing and got that sign, that was a moment of remembering who I truly was mm. and remembering that this is not me. It's like I ended up in that situation from like a frog in the pot style yeah. thing where I'm taking a little bit of drugs, I'm taking more drugs, mm. now I'm taking a lot of drugs. And then it took that kind of wake up moment. So yeah, I think um, being away from people, getting space to... Explore and understand who you are. Definitely working with a coach, reading books, things like this. Because whether you're, if you can afford a coach, great. And when I say afford, I don't mean that you bought a new Range Rover and you you don't have any money. I mean that if you have to get a loan, get a loan. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars when I didn't have it on working with coaches, and it's transformed my life. Right? Um, And I've had people work with me who've gone and take out loans. I'm not a I don't think you should, like, make stupid decisions, but mm. the best thing you can ever do is invest in yourself. Like, it's, yeah. it's a, <laughs> there's no way to lose because <laughs> you're going to be the one in the relationships. You're going to be the one in the business. You're the common denominator in every freaking area of your life. You wake up
0: with your thoughts. You walk around with your thoughts. You sleep with your thoughts yeah. and your feelings. You know, you're the one that's constantly in your own skin.
1: 100%. So, yeah, um, I, th- I recommend coaching, but if, if you're, like, n- there's no possible way for you to borrow money or you know do anything to be able to get in that situation um which i think you know you can join memberships these days for so 50 fucking bucks yeah. a month like i think you're just probably lying to yourself or you're not ready yet that's a different story just be honest with it but at least start reading books and spending less time with people and more time with yourself if you want to have a relationship with yourself and get to know yourself like imagine trying to like get to know a girl but never spending any time with her. like <laughs> it's just common sense. Like yeah. you're going to have to spend some more time with yourself. Yeah. And for that version of you, that inner part of you to feel loved by you, mm. well, it's, you're going to have to start to do some nice things for it. Yeah. And you're to you, spend time with yourself, non-distracted. Yeah. You, you got it. If you were spending time with your partner or girlfriend or whatever, or a child and you're on your phone the entire time, you distract the entire time. What does that tell them? Tells them, I don't care. I don't value you. Mm. So your other self is your subconscious mind or that inner self is constantly with you, watching you. If you're never having any conversations with it, if you're never checking in, seeing how it's going, if you're never honouring how it's feeling in certain moments and holding space for it, if you're never getting to know it or doing things that it wants to do yeah. and always just doing what you think that you need to do, it's a surefire way to not know yourself. It's a surefire way to be disconnected. Mm. Um, and that's when you know things like drinking, drugs, porn, um, overworking... Yeah. All of these things come in because that part of us goes, fuck you. You don't care about me. You don't, you know, and it starts getting louder. It starts with a whisper. It says, hey, I don't like this job. Oh, we have to do it because we need to do this. And Another year goes past and it gets unhappier like a partner. It gets unhappier. If you don't listen to it, it gets unhappier and unhappier. That gets louder. And I think that's what anxiety and depression and all these other things are. It's when you're out of alignment. In either health, wealth, or relationships. And it's there to bring you pain so that you can start to go, please, I'll do anything. Okay, great. Get a fucking coach. Okay, great. Remember how you said you didn't like reading personal development books? Are you open to that now? Yes, you are, because you're depressed and you're anxious and you're. Um, so, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to double down there. That's great. Because, like, yeah, coach and especially mentors as well, someone that's lived the experience that you're trying to get to. Yep. And just books as well. Because, like, it's basically just. So I read this stat and I think it was from Stephen Kotler, who wrote the book The uh, Art of Impossible. Yes. So he wrote it about high yep. performance yeah, and flow yeah. state. And he said in the book, I believe it, within a, I should say, a general size book is 15 years of experience of someone's yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, And like, just with, by opening the book and reading it, you get 15 years of experience just by probably a week of reading yeah. And
1: by the way, no, you're not going to want to read the fucking book. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have resistance reading the book. I have someone in my life, I won't name them because they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to shame them or anything, but I was, they were having a few issues with their life, Mm. with their weight, with a few other things. And I said, Well, why don't, I've got this great book. I think you would love it. I don't like reading person development books, they said to me. And I thought to myself, Well, do you like being overweight? Mm. Like, I've been overweight. So I'm saying this with compassion. Yeah. I've been overweight. I was the chubby kid in school who who wore the t shirt in the pool. Mm. Like, um, so I get to say whatever I want. <laughs> I've been 20 kilos overweight and eating pizza every day and passing out from eating that much chocolate. So you know you're not going to want to do this stuff at the start. Yeah. Like it's you know, like get over that bit that's the bit that's uncomfortable. It's not a good enough excuse in my mind. If you don't like reading books, you've got to ask yourself what do I dislike more? Do I dislike being broke? More than I dislike doing sales calls? Do I dislike being overweight? More than, and waking up and looking in the mirror and going, I'm disgusted by myself? Or do I dislike, you know, paying the money for a PT? Like, Mm. you've got to ask yourself, what do I dislike more? Most people just block out any other option and go, well, I don't like it. It's like, yeah. You know?
0: Are you like investing time, energy, and money into pushing your life the opposite direction that you want to go in or mm. do you want to invest your time money and energy into going towards a life that you really want
1: yeah and i think we like we get in our way so much and we tell ourselves these stories like i don't like it you know so fucking what you know like <laughs> yes of, like sometimes it goes back to like you know the theme of this which is like really connecting into your mm. your, your gut rather than your head that's yeah. a head answer Yeah, i don't like it it's like if you that person, close their eyes. This is what I would do with my clients. I even did it with somebody recently um, in my team. Actually, I was on a call with a with a with a, uh, with a staff member, and I would just say whenever I'm having a head conversation with someone, I realize I go, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. "Close your eyes, yeah, close your eyes." Middle of the sentence, I don't even I know it might. Pfft, feel startling for some people sometimes, but I know nothing is good is going to come from this conversation right now. I'm Mm. talking head to head. I'm going to be battling this person and nothing's good is going to come of it. And we're just going to argue. So instead I'll say, stop, we'll close our eyes, take some breaths in. Mm. I'll take them down into their gut. We'll find some space. They'll let me know when they're there. And then I'll ask. And then that part of you will say a completely different thing. It'll say, Mm. okay, Um, sometimes it'll tell you to do things, to stop doing things, even if you're enjoying them. Sometimes it'll make you do things that, not make you, but it'll, it'll tell you that you should be doing things that you don't want to do. Yeah. And I don't, until I, I did the, I did lots of mindset in my life. I did lots of, I mean, fitness stuff. Like I was I used to be a model. I've walked on runways in my, in my nothing but like shorts. Like I've been ripped. I've done the fitness and the mindset, but I didn't, until I got this spiritual stuff the last couple of years, that's when my life really changed because instead of me being stuck in my head, all the time mm. should i do something shouldn't i do something blah 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 blah. close my eyes take a deep breath in and your 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 case you do like you don't have to do what i do but yeah. get out of your fucking head yeah. get out of there now that's all of your past traumas it's all everyone else's projections It's who you think you are so like it's all your fears and doubts and when you drop into that space that's when things become a lot more simple and it, it feels like a knowing. It's like. You don't just think, oh, maybe I should do it. It'll say, no, this is exactly what you need to do. Yeah, it's what you need Stop to do. Stop fucking bullshitting yourself, mate. So, yeah.
0: Because before every podcast, that's exactly what I do. I do breath work. I have like my own little one talk ritual. I probably should have done it with you before we jumped into the episode. We can do it after. Yeah, we, we can do it now. Yeah, we can do it now. <laughs> yeah, we do it now. <laughs> All it is, is like 40 deep connected breaths in the mouth. And it comes in with a 40-second hold. It's like a deep exhale and then a little breathing exercise at the end. What it really does, it does exactly what you just said. It helps me get into my heart and into my intuition. and really yeah. just connected with my body. Yeah. So when I get into a podcast, like it's just more of a flow state. It's more flow. Rather than being caught up in my head like, what about when he said this? What about this question? What about this God, I've got to get this right. <laughs> exactly. I, I, know <laughs> that ex-
1: I know that exact thing. I did an ice bath this morning. Uh, I would normally ground and do a meditation as well. But... Um, I didn't I' about to look off my daughter for a little bit, but um but yeah, totally, like mm. I think that's the missing piece mm. and peace meaning also p e a c e it's the missing piece, that spiritual side, mm. and I think with that, it doesn't matter what you, like it that's your inner coach yeah. rather than being your inner critic, yeah um I just I couldn't imagine living life without that inner guidance now, because mm. um, everything just so much easier. Yeah, everything feels more natural. Do you think so much more natural and authentic? Yeah. And I still get in my head sometimes. Like even this morning, I was like, oh, I noticed myself thinking about wanting to have a good podcast, mm. and and thinking, oh, maybe I'm a little bit tired. I I did uh, and, and and worrying that I might be a little bit tired, so that I wouldn't give the best yeah. performance or whatever. And I was like witness that that's not helpful it doesn't matter and then when i was in the car driving i literally do like it's not a prayer but it's kind of like a prayer where i literally ask myself i literally i say you know like uh you know high consciousness like um let me be a vessel for today's podcast to share you know the wisdom and truth and just authentic whatever um and you know use my voice to help whatever people and Mm. it's just kind of having that conversation with with that part of myself and saying I give you permission to just talk through me rather than me needing to... And whatever happens, happens. Yeah, if, if, uh, I am the vessel. Yeah, and I just trust that whatever happens, even if it might not be what my mind thinks, will make me look the best and say all the best stuff. And <laughs> it's like, this is what is or oh, the highest good for all, and I get out of my own ego of what I think about what I think I want the podcast to look like, mm. or what I think I want myself to look like, and just trust that whatever happens when I'm in this space is the best possible way, a mm. uh, best possible outcome for it, for everyone. You just took the words out of my mouth because literally about to say you just got to trust who you're
0: going to be in that exact moment. Yeah, that's gonna and be trust good that
1: that's an, and trust that that you're enough. Yeah. You don't need to be like. Anything else, like the enoughness, when you're being authentic, um like that's what do they say? Seventy two percent of communication is nonverbal, right? So we're talking, blah, 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 with yeah. our mouths. That's the verbal part. But our energy, our connection, um, that vibration is the is what other people are gonna feel when they're relaxing on their couch watching YouTube or in their car they're mm. going to feel that vibe and that's going to make their nervous system feel a certain way and yeah. whether they know it or not they're going to feel fucking good yeah cuz we feel good <laughs> yeah. cuz we're not trying to impress each other or do anything mm. we're just fucking jamming out of fun and yeah. having fun and relating on so oh, I didn't know you did that oh wow, yeah. that's so interesting and we've never for everyone who watches we've never met before we no, just <laughs> had a two DMs on Instagram and um and then you know here we are two blokes talking about Spirituality, chopping it up, chopping it yeah. up, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, love it, I fucking yeah. love it.
0: Yeah, because I want to transition now into your podcast yeah. and what you do because, yeah. like, talking about everything that we've talked about and all the experience <coughs> that you've had, especially for your own trials and tribulations, but also in like a professional sense yep, as well, yep. business, entrepreneur, mindset. I love to hear like what is your podcast and the mission behind it
1: yeah so for me i'm
0: like a podcast geek so i love it yeah
1: well i'm I'm fast becoming a podcast geek so (coughs) the the podcast is called the make men great again podcast Mm. obviously the the name is specifically there to be a little bit controversial and polarizing because i've got a very fucking clear mission and Mm. i'm not I've done enough healing work on myself where I don't need to be accepted anymore. I can be um, a, a trailblazer. I can, um, I can really stand by my values and my 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 things without feeling afraid. Now, it took a lot of work. I spent the entire last year doing working with a coach. I was paying seventeen hundred bucks per hour mm. to work with um, a guy named um, Joel Brown, and I've done. Um, a whole bunch of breath works. I did the toad, I did a toad ceremony last year, five MEO DMT. I mean, I really worked last year because I was coaching like all of my clients behind the curtains Mm. of my program and speaking about the stuff that I'm about to share, that I'm doing my podcast, talking about mass media, talking about masculinity, talking about relationships, money, this, and I had this intuition, like you're, you need to be showing up online and sharing this with more men. This is your clients are getting powerful transformations, and you're hiding this because you're afraid of what other people will think. Like that's, mm. um, like that's a bitch. Like yeah, you gotta know, share your gifts. You got yeah, And I did an ayahuasca ceremony, which is also like a DMT. Most people know what ayahuasca is now, and it basically pulverized me <laughs> and said, "You little bitch. Yeah. You are being such a fucking pussy. Mm. You've got. I've given you these gifts." and i've given you this life of these experiences mm-hmm. so that you can help people and you're you're not you're not using them and you're you're hiding yourself and you're doing all these different things and so yeah that's kind of what since that day mm-hmm. like i just hired a salesperson on the friday i sacked them on the monday yeah. like i like it was so powerful that experience mm-hmm. that i basically shut down my business and i've been all in on learning how to do podcasting setting up my studio um, and that's what I was working with Joel with to yeah. build the confidence to share my voice unapologetically online. Mm. So that's the the podcast called the Make Men Great Again podcast. Um, we talk about um, mindset, mm. and that's a you know kind of broad broad yeah. term for everything to do with health, spirituality, um, optimi- um, you know, like um, optimization. Uh, so. Really, like, really looking at the depths of health, um, spirituality, business, entrepreneurship—basically mm. everything that we can do to help men become great again. Because my belief system is that there's a lot of great men out there, mm. and what I have learned from being a, a nobody fuck up with who had a learning disabilities and got kicked out of trade school and didn't even pass high school, yeah. and felt literally thought I was stupid, literally thought I was stupid until my early twenties. Um, and now I believe, like I'm a really smart person. Um, I believe that everything in life is just skills. Whether it's the skill of meditation, the skill of communication, yeah. the skill of um, everything's just skills. So I want to share those skills with people, mm. and I want to give people permission to be a man. Yeah. And and I want to also give awareness to women as well about yeah. all these different things. So I took a mindset, money. Marriage, which is, again, just an overall topic for relationships. And then what I believe stifles a lot of these things is the mass media. Mm. Some people, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, you could call it the matrix. You could call it – so we talk about global trending topics that relate to men's topics. Mm. And to really awaken men and women and just humans to probably the things that they're not aware that's happening in the world – whether that be fluoride in water, understanding that that calcifies the pineal gland yeah. and that that's, that started in the 60s. And the reason why they started that in the 60s, they told you that it was for your teeth. Yeah. When the fuck has the government ever cared about your teeth? If they cared about your health, they would put vitamin C in your water. They wouldn't put fluoride. Fluoride is a chemical that they that has, I mean, you can Google it, and they'll say, oh, there's healthy levels. There's no healthy levels. Well, why
0: isn't dental on the Medicare bulk bill?
1: Yeah, so the <laughs> point is, anyone who thinks that the government cares about... It came out in the 60s because what was happening in the 60s was an uprising. It was an awakening. LSD, all of these spiritual drugs, mushrooms, were bringing people back into their spiritual side. And they were saying, we don't want these global wars. We don't want these um, things. And and so they, they put fluoride in the water globally around the world. To, because it numbs you, it stops you, for, it calcifies the mind. It's some reason why they have TV and sports and all these things. You know, divide and conquer is, is, is the plan. So a lot of people don't know this stuff. It does influence our society. It does influence why we've got this hyper-wokeism, the feminism, the transgenderism, yeah. uh, and this war against men because men are the people that have the strength to um, fight back. Also, men are the workers so people don't want you to be successful Mm. they want you to be the garbage man they want you to be the plumber they want you to be the i'm not saying everyone can become an entrepreneur and not 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 everyone should and not everyone wants to be there needs to be that but i think um certainly there there's a lot of people that that can awaken Mm. through health um real health um, through understanding these things and just they can make their own choices they can be aware so that's the point of the podcast um, to help I think there's a lot of good men out there that are struggling and I want to and I think that women will benefit when, yeah, when when women have men that are in connection to their higher self they're being healthy mm. they know how to be grounded there I think there's two statistics that made me start this thing one was that I think um Suicide is the number one um, uh, reason of death between the ages of 17 and I think 50 for men. Number one. It's not cancer. It's not fucking car crashes, which we've got all these speeding fines for. Yeah. It's suicide, right? Seven
0: men a day in Australia alone.
1: Suicide, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, hello, like, that should be a big fucking conversation. And then the other thing is that I, I heard another statistic that a woman. And I don't know the exact one, so don't come and hit me up in the comments and say it was all wrong, whatever. But something along the lines, get the gist of it: is that a woman dies every hour at the hands of a man. And now I'm not saying this to shame men, but I believe that those men, I believe that those men ha- are wounded. Mm-hmm. I believe that those men are probably intoxicated, a lot of them. I believe they're – and and so I think if we can help men become great again – and we can help them feel like a, a, a positive part of society if we can include them, if we can champion them, if we can give them skills, if we can help them heal um, and not fall into the mass media narratives that are making them feel like shit, yeah. then I think that's going to impact a lot of marriages, a lot of children and um, a lot of just women in general. So
0: Yeah, I feel like when you see men do bad things, I don't think it's toxic masculinity, it's absence
1: Masculinity 100% hmm. 100% It's wounded It's wounded masculinity wounded, wound, I think yeah. tax, And that's That's what I was saying About the compassion piece mm. To call it toxic is not very fucking nice Nice Like it's There's delivering. plenty of um, If you want to say it There's plenty of Toxic women out there as well No They're not toxic There's Healthy masculine mm. And there's Wounded masculine yep. There's Healthy feminine And there's Wounded feminine The toxic thing Again is Mass media narratives mm. um, And And It, it sells papers yeah, Sex sells, violent cells. If you go on the news, like they just want you to be in a constant state of fear because when you're in fear, you're in your head. You're in your head. Like That's the whole thing. And so when you start to see this stuff and the more you start to awaken and connect into truth, you can start to see, see things more clearly, what you should be doing, what your family should be doing. And I think that just helps everyone just live a better life and I think that hopes helps society, the planet, I think if I can do one thing, that will have the biggest impact on every other thing, mm. if that makes sense. I think it starts with the, starts with men.
0: I'm keen to check the podcast out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: it'll launch in about a month. I've recorded about ten episodes, uh, maybe twelve, but I'm just getting them um, edited. I've got a video where it took me a while to find someone that I really liked, mm. and um, but yeah, I'm I've been like. <coughs> Thinking it was going to come out ages ago, but uh, look, a lot of guests have have waited patiently. But uh, yeah, it's exciting. So it's all coming together now.
0: Yeah, I'm keen as brother. (laughs) And like uh, before we finish up, I want to hear more about like the work that you do and also how people can get in contact with you to reach out and potentially work with you or collab with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So work-wise, I I was running a a program called Unstoppable Entrepreneur, which was um, a program for men to help them grow their business, Mm. but also grow, you know, part of doing that was the person who's growing the business, they have to grow as well. Yeah. Usually we're <laughs> capped out, our, our our income is capped by our character mm. and our you know capacity to grow. So um, that's what I've been doing the last kind of five years. Um, had some amazing results. People have, you know, double, triple, quadrupled their business but also saved their marriage. People who were suicidal who are now living and happy. Mm. So absolutely love doing that. But I could help about, say, 20 people a year doing that. Yeah. And so I've actually chosen to, as a part of this ayahuasca ceremony I did, just to actually pause that for, um, for a while. I'm working with just one client because he was still under contract. Yep. So I've got a few months left with him. But I haven't been taking on any new clients for the last... Um, about six months what I am doing now as I'm the CEO of and my my wife's personal brand we've got another business over in Italy where we run spiritual retreats um, we've got about a thousand members and then we're doing stuff uh, podcasts with Forbes we've got a magazine we're building so I do the CEO the team leadership all the stuff for them she she's the more personal brand so she's the one creating the content and the the the, the both for social media and for the academy, so I'm kind of doing the podcast, being a father, and then running that company at the moment. Yep. I probably will um, start taking on some you know, mentoring clients and stuff like that in the, in the near future, yeah. but nothing at, at this at this present moment. Um, so, but if people want to reach out to me, um, you know, I'm always open to chat um, I'm, I'm shutting down my current Instagram page and launching a new one to coincide with the podcast um, which is I am Scott J Andrews okay. same thing on podcast same thing on YouTube as well I am Scott J Andrews so if people want to reach out I'll be you know sharing the, the podcast reels um, and there'll be other links for people to either go on a wait list for when I do open up mentorship again and I will be doing things like retreats and other events but just not this not the moment
0: perfect i'll make sure i'll link in the new account. yes <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, 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 so yeah i'll chuckle that in the bio but yeah. thanks for coming on today bro
1: my pleasure it's Appreciate been it. an absolute uh the- absolute gem yeah loved it thank you